Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, March the 23rd, and we are continuing our study of the big book. We're in the forward to the fourth edition on page XXIV, reading the fourth paragraph, while our literature ending in in all its power and simplicity, and commenting on that one paragraph only. The reference numbers for Tuesday, uh, March 22nd, the 7 a.m. meeting, 18718, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 18719. And today's readers are the 12 steps, Dwight M., the 12 traditions, Terry J., and readers of the text, Carmela G., Reva P., and Rick J. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Dwight M. is going to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Dwight. Hi, good morning, Lem. Thank you for your service. Dwight M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Ohio. Uh, the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number ten, continued to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I'll pass. Thank you, Dwight M. And Terry J. 
is going to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. This is Terry J. in Michigan. A grateful, abstinent, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for a membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should refrain forever, should remain. Let me start that one over. Seven, the OA group, eight, I'm sorry. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media or of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Terry J. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are in the forward to the fourth edition, page XXIV, the fourth paragraph, while our literature 
ending with in all its power and simplicity. Carmela G., would you read for us, please? Thank you so much, Lynn. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship, taking advantage of technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting anywhere, AAs share experience, strength, and hope with each other. In order to stay sober and help other alcoholics, modem to modem or face to face, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. Well, that's talking about today because we have such an advantage with all of our communication and with the lack of the ability to have face-to-face meetings or our wonderful convention, we can still communicate because of all our technology and our computers. We can see each other's eyes on a Zoom meeting. We can hear each other's voice and hear the message. But the biggest, the biggest is that it says, AA is share experience, strength, and hope with each other and speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. We are a group of addicts who have chosen to follow the directions of this book, which are the steps. And our ancestors noted in the days 1939-1940, that the group in Cleveland was much better than with recovery than the group in, in Bill's area, New York. The reason? Cleveland was sticking solely to the book. Our directions are in this book. No need for flowery books and how-tos, and all, just simple. Keep it simple. And the other piece is, we are not an organization that needs to use the word of the day. We have our words. They are selected for us. The instructions are there. They are simple. Nothing exorbitant. The key is that we let it come from within. It's an inside-out job. When I sponsor, if someone asks me to sponsor, I do two things. Number one, I tell them, first, I give it to God and see if that is what I was to do. And second, I ask them a question. 
do you really want to live? Because if you truly want to live and remove that mask of deception that we have worn for so many years as addicts and speak the language of the heart, get in there and speak only the words that come that are honest, true, and within us, then you will get to walk the road of happy destiny through working these steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Carmela G. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you share it on Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please, say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Becca R. Shaoqiu J. Tina R. Melissa C. Larry K. Platy. Okay, thank you. Let me tell you who I did hear, okay? And I missed some people. I heard Becca R., Rick J., Melissa C., Larry K., and Claire E. I believe there were a couple of people I missed. Tina S. Shauke J. Okay, great. Thank you, everybody. I've got our list now. We have Becca R., Tina S., Rick J., Melissa C., Larry K., Claire E., and Shelter J. Good morning, Becca. Hi, this is Becca R. from Chicago, Illinois. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Excellent. Um, hi, everyone. I just wanted to um, claim my seat. I'm Becca R. I'm an um, overeater, and I love uh, this um, paragraph this morning because it feels like it's speaking to us here in the future, um, you know, where we're connecting by all kinds of electronic means. And, you know, for me, it's been such a blessing, and I I've been able to, you know, go to a meeting almost every day for a long time now. And, um, but my sponsor has asked me, you know, what are you doing in those meetings? And the truth is that my, you know, activities have increased. So I'm often listening to a meeting while I'm doing other stuff. And my sponsor challenged me to, you know, leave a piece of myself on the table at every meeting I go to. So here I am speaking up today and, um, you know, I want to say how grateful I am for the vision calls. They've really been incredible for me. Um, you know, and, and these meetings have been great, and I love your experience, strength, and hope, um, and it adds to mine. But it is true that when when we leave a little bit of ourselves on the table, I think it means more. So I'll just say for myself, you know, I think I've I've gained food neutrality through OA and through the vision meetings, but I'm still really struggling with um, kind of putting down my obsessive thoughts about body image and um, they really drive me and it's really challenging. And so I know I need to keep coming back. Thank you so much. Thank you, Becca R. Tina S. It's your turn followed by Rick J. Good morning, Tina. Thanks so much, Lynn. Uh, Tina S. Recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. 
Wow, what a great paragraph, you know, and, and so appropriate for today's time. You know, it was, uh, this forward was written in 2001, and, you know, and a lot of this stuff, you know, still is relevant for today, you know, for the past two years, you know, um, in literature for sure, you know, I, I, I use and I'm so grateful for and have a lot of it. And, but the technology, like, has been shared, you know, uh, I'm so, so grateful that I can connect not only on the phone, but on the Zoom meetings to see people in person like this just shared, you know, so that I could see their eyes. You know, I was on a meeting at my home group last night and we talked about that, you know, so that we could see people that are like us, you know, because if I go to the grocery store, somebody's not going to understand what's going on in my life if, if, I, if I let them know, because <laughs> you know, they, they don't have issues. You know, they are normal eaters. You know, they don't have a problem, they don't have issues eating normally. I do. You know, there are certain things that I have to do on a daily basis so that I stay free, you know, and, and, and I'm willing to do that. And I love that it talks about the language of the heart and all its power and simplicity. You know, so, so elegant, power and simplicity, because I do have to keep this simple you know, one day at a time, you know, do what I've done, you know, uh, follow the instructions of the people that have gone before me, you know, and be eager and willing to give this thing away. You know, some of the simple stuff that I do is I have a food clan, I follow a food clan, I have a sponsor who has a sponsor, I sponsor people who sponsor people. And, you know, when I say that, I get really emotional because when I got here, I didn't have any of that. You know, I didn't have people in my life. You know, I was trying to keep people out of my life. My world was so small. And today, from doing these simple things, and because of the evolution of technology in the world, you know, this is, you know, worldwide that we can see people all over the world and how very cool is that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward, for the rest, looking forward to hearing the rest of the shares. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tina S. Rick J., it's your turn, followed by Melissa C. Please go ahead, Rick. Uh, good morning, Lynn. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive vibrator in Cary, North Carolina. And, um, yeah, I I love that we can get on Zoom meetings and we're uh, or with people um, all over the world. And we can see our faces there um, or we can hear each other's voices, you know, on uh, on this line here. You know, the hundreds of people that we gather together, you know, and, and we're connected through that language of the heart, you know, and, and I'm very grateful that we're not connected to each other, you know, with our own uh, opinions and, you know, our, our egos, um, that we're just simply speaking that language of the heart, uh, the experience, strength, and hope. Um, we're, we're connected we're connected with a power greater than ourselves that we all individually experience and then share with each other. You know, I was thinking too a little bit about um, when the star ignites, you know, there's these massive clouds of hydrogen condensed, you know, and then the hydrogen at the core ignites nuclear fusion and, uh, you know, it begins converting the hydrogen into helium, you know, a star is born and, you know, in spiritual ignition, you know, my, uh, these huge clouds of all my, uh, character defects and, you know, and all my, uh, powerlessness, you know, starts condensing in until this, this belief in a power greater than 
myself, you know, and the actions of cleaning up my past and releasing all these character defects and connecting with God and carrying the message to others. It begins converting old ideas into new ideas. And, uh, and I'm reborn, we're reborn. And for me, that's that language of the heart that we're sharing with each other. Even if it's just being honest and being a good listener you know, and given everything I have to give with someone, it doesn't have to be anything profound. It just shows I'm showing up and I'm showing up for you just like you're showing up for me. And and it is language of the heart and all its power and simplicity, regardless of the different languages we speak or even the different accents that we have. I love listening to the different accents here and I love listening to how higher power can be higher power or higher power or horror par <laughs> we're all uh we're all here we're all together and uh, i love that without a pass thank you rick j melissa c it's your turn followed by larry k good morning melissa hey hey good morning good morning thank you so much lynn thanks for your service this morning my name is melissa c i'm a recovered compulsive overeater i live in new york and you know, I when when I first read this, um, it was for me predated Zoom. You know, so I thought it just really applied um, for me and and phone meetings, and that was that was how I found my recovery through you guys through through a phone. And and I remembered my initial thought when somebody said to me about a phone meeting. I thought that's ridiculous. But I was in a desperate situation, and I was unable to get to my face-to-face meetings that I had been going to, and what a blessing it turned out to be, because what happened here um, has been a miracle. You know, I heard people, there was integrity, you know, in the um, directions, right? So, and and that's an important part, that it's not just people coming together, you know, and, and feel good, but with with direction, with language, with um, with the text, you know, as our foundation. And I think now as it comes on, you know, being um, – I'm really active in Zoom. I have a lot of Zoom meetings that I'm a participant in and I, and I do service for, um, and it's unbelievable. But the elements are still the same. It's good information. I think people really get well, right, when they're given – good information, clear direction, and a lot of love and support, right? And that's and that can take place through a variety of, of um, forms of communication. And, I, you know, what I was thinking about, too, is that how do we really do that best in this digital age? And I kind of feel strongly that my attendance at a Zoom meeting means that my camera is on because otherwise... You know, I think about it like the meetings that I first came to face-to-face that sometimes I sat in the car in my parking lot, you know, in the parking lot, and it took everything in me to open up my car and walk inside and come inside one of those church basement rooms, put my hand on the door, open up the door, and come and sit inside. And if I sat outside in the hall with my ear pressed against the door, I wouldn't expect to be a participant in a meeting. And so I sort of feel the same thing with Zoom. I think, put your camera on. You know, that way you're opening up the door and you're taking a seat with us. And the same thing with this phone meeting. 
you know, I, early on, I, I started pressing star one. I put my name out there. I started speaking to people because this is my meeting. This is my space. And, um, and that's how we can share the language of the heart. Thanks so much. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Larry K., it's your turn, followed by Claire E. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Lynn. A little congested this morning, but let's see. The language of the heart and all its power and simplicity. You know, when I was a couple of years uh, sober, two of my really good friends in OA, they they celebrated five-year anniversaries of sobriety. And then they went out and ate almost immediately, and it scared the crap out of me. You know, two of them, bang, bang. And within three weeks of each other, and I said to my sponsor at the time, well, you know, what's, what's going on here? And he said, well, why don't you go ask him? And so I did. And you know what? Both of them separately described to me. Both said essentially the same thing. Everything in my life was going well, but I felt worthless and uneasy and scared all the time, you know? And I reached for the only thing that I knew would relieve these symptoms. So I go back to my sponsor and I told him what they said. And he says, um, we got a name for that son. He said, it's called the disease, you know, and, and I can, I can't, you know, I can tell you how many people have come to me over the years expressing these very feelings. Uh, Things couldn't be any, any better in their lives, but they're not happy. They don't feel useful. They feel empty inside, you know, and you know what I tell them and, and they don't always like it. And I speak the language of the heart in all its simplicity. And I say, it's time to join Overeaters Anonymous. And I don't mean with food. It's not related to food anymore. Food has nothing to do with it. What I mean is begin to do this thing as a way of living. Because there are surrenders beyond surrenders. And you were in trouble when you first got here. And these steps worked on the worst problem you ever had in your life. And who's to say they're not going to work this time? You know? Can you surrender to your present condition and begin back at step one? You know, join Overeaters Anonymous. It's a way of living. It's a design for living. It works. And if you guys would have told me how many things I was powerless over when I got here and how many times I'd have to surrender, I think I wouldn't have joined this damn thing. Because character can be changed only by action. It's a spiritual program of action. Not based on thoughts or feelings, it's based on action. And when we do that, then we can give others what we want. We give others what they want and need. We can love others unconditionally. It's hard stuff, isn't it? But we can give without expectation. Because powerlessness is a state of being. It could be in a cursed state of being or the most blessed state of being on the face of the earth. When you just sit there and say, you know, I can't do this, but God can so grateful with that i pass thanks lou thank you larry k claire e it's your turn followed by shelter j good morning claire thank you. good morning lynn thank you so much my name's claire e i'm a recovered compulsive eater in cornwall in the uk and that in itself is a miracle and really pertinent to this um, paragraph that I can be in a very rural part of the UK. And yet with you guys, I don't know how many hundred of people, you know, mostly US based on a phone line, you know, at, at 11 o'clock in my mornings, you know, just, just to, to connect and speak the language of the heart. And 
Um, quite a lot in this paragraph. I think, you know, the first thing that comes to me is the integrity of the AA message is preserved by our literature. And, um, you know, I've got nine notes in this that says integrity with information is consistent with lack of corruption. And, you know, that's why I need to use the literature to, to, to sponsor other people, to, to carry the message, because the answer is in the book. And, you know, it's like Chinese whispers. If I interpret it my way and pass it on to somebody else who does a slight twist again, who does a slight twist again, then 40 people down the road, the, the message isn't going to be the same. And um, and that's why, for me, I just have to come back to the book um, as as the, the message of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, and then talking about the technology. And I love this. This is my new analogy with higher power, actually, is the Internet. I have no idea how the Internet works. What I do know, though, is I can be having a conversation with someone on the other side of the world and hear the birds tweeting in the background and still speak the language of the heart. And, you know, that's um, that's just phenomenal. It doesn't matter how it works. I can use it to be able to connect to other um, compulsive eaters. And, you know, it, what is the language of the heart? And I think it says it two lines you know, above. It's experience, strength and hope, you know identification you know i i was a low bottom bulimic i have got stories around my bulimia that i'm very happy to share with anyone that wants to hear them um, or it, where it might be of use um and you know i did things with food that i thought no other human being had done you know i really did and when i share those stories with other people who've done similar things i know i belong here you know, I know that this is the place for me. I know that you've had what I've had. I know that you've been where I've been. I know that other people have sat on the floor with bags of food around them crying, you know, crying as they put the food to their mouth, wanting to stop and not being able to. You know, I have that experience. That's something I have done. Um, and I don't do it anymore. I haven't done that for four and a half years you know it hasn't been my story I haven't needed to use food in that way for a long time well uh, you know one day at a time um, and and that's my experience too and that's where I can offer strength and hope because the strength is that I have this in message with integrity this big book that doesn't change and I have the hope that I am you know that I continue to, to recover one day at a time as, as someone else has said by taking the actions outlined in the book and um, you know that's 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 a powerful message that is the language of the heart and I hope that you know that's something that I will continue to do and um, you know just going back to sort of online meetings and I, I live in a very rural part of the UK our meetings were sort of five or six people tops um, prior to the pandemic and I just you know I just feel um, you know Bill W is far more visionary as always the big book is far more visionary than I'm sure he could have possibly Hi, imagined and I will leave it there that's lovely thank you I'll pass thank you Claire A and Shelta J, it's your turn. Welcome, Shelta. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay, my name is Shelkia J, and you spelled that S-J-O-U-K-J-E. I'm from Ohio, and um, I am currently in Florida, and that's actually one of the beautiful things of this meeting is I can join anywhere. I'm from Belgium. Uh, originally so even if I'm in Belgium I would be able to join this call um, and that's that's just the beauty um, about this paragraph preserve the integrity of the AA message to me that um, goes it, what comes to mind is that it's heart-centered it's God-centered um, that is the integrity of the message is that as long as it's God-centered uh, it, it can be preserved and um, I also 
immediately unmuted myself to speak up when I read that last line, speak the language, AAs, speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity, because it, uh, for me, it's reconnecting to God and not the world. Um, God is waiting for me to in, be invited. God is not like the world. The world is yelling and screaming. The, the world doesn't wait. My disease doesn't wait to be invited. So I'm being, you know, manipulated by my disease, always wrestling. God is patiently waiting for me. And how do I get to God is through my heart, through finding the language of the heart. And so for me, um, right now, going through this, uh, through this program, what I'm finding is that the language of the heart is showing up everywhere. God is showing up everywhere. Um, and if I start seeing the same message everywhere, I know it's the right message. It's all God. And I want to say thank you, God, for guiding me. Thank you, God. Help me to follow you and my heart because God is in my heart and God is my heart. So this program is reconnecting me from my brain and my heart um, through God. And um, that's a miracle because the world is working really, really hard to distract me from God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Shelty J. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we are continuing our study of the big book, the forward to the fourth edition on page XXIV, the fourth paragraph, while our literature ending with in all its power and simplicity. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared on Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Sarah R. from New York. Sarah R. Darian K. Okay. Can I just tell you who I did manage to hear, and then I'll take the other names again. I heard Nessa R., and I believe Sharon R., and I'm sorry. Sarah R., not Sharon. It was Sarah, not Sharon. Thank you. Jennifer C., Jim S. Somebody O. Lisa O. Lisa O. And then there was a gentleman. Jim S. Ross M. Oh, sorry. Okay, let me just tell you who I heard. I'm missing one name. Nessa R. Shara R. Jennifer C. Lisa O. Jim S. Russ M, and there was a lady, I didn't hear her name. Rowena K? Is that Rowena K? Yeah. Great. Thank you. I have our lineup now. Nessa R, Shara R, Jennifer C, Lisa O, Jim S, Russ M, and Rowena K. Good morning, Nessa. 
Hi, good morning, Vision for you. This is Nessa R. I am a, a recovered compulsive overeater uh, in uh, Toronto, Canada. And I want to talk about the integrity of the message because this is what has kept, got me recovered and kept me recovered for 10 years, over 10 years now. Um, you know, the message, the word there to me implies there's only one message. It doesn't mean that there couldn't be a solution outside of this message, but in this book and in this meeting and this fellowship, there's only one message. And what's that message? That recovery is affected by following the exact instructions in this book, which means working the steps as outlined in entire abstinence. Um, that is what gives us, gives me, um, the ability to achieve neutrality around the food by replacing the small G God of food with the big, jaw, big G God of my, my higher power. And integrity, integrity means um, an unimpaired condition, the quality of being complete or undivided um, and, I, and, and unaltered, you know. So that means that I cannot modify what's contained in this book and expect it to work. Um, you know, I, I've been in a way for uh, 18 years now. And I think the meetings where the emphasis was on the tools and meetings where the emphasis was on the slogans and meetings where the emphasis was simply on unconditional love and acceptance. And I don't knock these things, that these are important but, um, and very useful, but they're not, they're not the main thing. They're supporting, they're supporting cast and the main character the protagonist here in this recovery process is the steps. And so, of course, at those meetings, I had sponsors that emphasized those things, and I didn't recover. Uh, I did everything that I was told to do. I was even taken to the steps, you know, um, in some sort of fashion. But that wasn't the emphasis, and so I didn't recover. And, and there wasn't a lot of recovery in, in, the, uh, in these rooms. I don't even think any of my sponsors actually were recovered. Um, and my recovery happened when God brought me together with a woman who um, still is my sponsor, who was so steep in the, in the 12 steps, uh, according to the big book, because her sponsor was steep in the 12 steps, uh, and she took me to the 12 steps. Now, I don't want to give the impression that as soon as I uh, hooked up with her, um, everything was perfect and I recovered instantly. I mean, I still had, you know, a few bad habits. Um, to get rid of, uh, especially Time, the please. habit of, thank you, of not working the steps uh, very quickly. Uh, but when I started listening to her, things started happening, and I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Shara R., it's your turn, followed by Jennifer C. Welcome, Shara. It's it's Sarah S A R A H. I'm Sarah R from New York. Um, hi, good morning, everyone. Um, what a wonderful meeting. So it's so interesting. Um, you know, a few things come to mind when I heard the reading today. You know, we're talking about language of the heart. We're talking about you know the integrity of the text. 
Um, and, you know, what that means for me is that, you know, I am, it's funny, the things that I believe in, I, I believe a hundred percent in and everything else I don't believe in. I look at with one eye open. I don't trust things. And, you know, it's funny because when I was little, we used to play a game called broken telephone. You know, the first person in the circle would have, would have a word and whisper it to the second person. And by the time it got to the last person, the words were so different. Like one person could have started off with pineapple and someone else will end up saying water. And why am I bringing this up? Because when we have the integrity of the book, when we have the fellows that are God sent, they are just passing on the language of the book as the years go by. You know, so many things have changed in the world and politics. It's since, since the, this book had originally been written, but we have the integrity of the words. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is the language of the heart. And, you know, the way that it applies to me is this is, this is my heart. Because someone was speaking before and saying how after five years or five months, their friends had just completely gone on a bender because they had felt worthless. I, 100%, you know, I spend half and the rest of the time I feel like there's just like there's nothing there and that's why there's this language of the heart and I, I whatever my sponsor says I do and the more I think like she's nuts I, I see like it's it's because I could only live and be of service to, it, to myself and to others when I live in these steps and you know it's funny because when I'm in the food it's kind of like there was a serial killer and the cops couldn't catch him. And he wrote on the wall one time, he wrote like, for heaven's sakes, like catch me before I kill more because I can't control myself. And, you know, it's a terrible analogy, but that's kind of how I am with the food. It's just each time I think, okay, things are going well, it's okay, I can eat whatever I want now. And then I just like, I start out with one thing and it just turns my whole life. It's not, it's, it's my diseases that I don't know how to manage life. And how does it manifest? It manifests itself just by way of thinking I can control food when really it's because I can't control myself. And that's why I have to come on this line every day. I have to hear what everyone says. And I could just open up my heart to be the language of the heart and to receive the language of the heart. Thank you all. With that, I pass. Have a great day. Thank you, Sarah R. Jennifer C., it's your turn, followed by Lisa O. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, good morning. May I be heard? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service this morning. Um, so reading this paragraph, um, the, um, the words that, that stood out to me this morning, um, in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics, Right, like that's why we're that's why we're sharing our experience, strength, and hope. Um, so, in order to stay sober and help others, God designed this process um, in a way that, in order to keep what I have, I have to keep giving it away. Um, you know, it's part of this constant flow, right? That I'm asking for. I'm asking to be filled, and as I pour out. God continues to fill me so that I can keep pouring out. So helping others um, 
becomes a byproduct, right? Like, and so does staying sober. It's not the bullseye. Um, the first line of that uh, St. Francis prayer, that's what's coming to my mind, is to be a channel, right? Like, I'm asking to be a channel. So as God answers that prayer, my motivations become more and more dominated by that third step, right? That third step prayer, thy power, thy love, thy way of life. That's the bullseye. I want to bear witness. I want to bear witness to God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. So again, staying sober becomes a byproduct and helping others becomes a byproduct. Um, And this book tells me that, you know, not only is my behavior going to change, but my motivations are going to change. And see, that was something I could never change, my motivations, right? What does this book tell us? That even even when we're trying to do the right thing, (laughs) sometimes we're doing it for the wrong reasons, right? So, you know, God, thank you for um, for giving us new experience, new strength, new, new hope, right? And the strength is in my weakness. The strength is in our weakness. Thank God for that. And I love all of you. Have a wonderful day. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer C. Lisa O., it's your turn, followed by Jim S. Please go ahead, Lisa. My name is Lisa O. I'm a compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, I just wanted to give another call out to the wonders of technology. Um, I came into this program once uh, as a Zoom person, I've actually never been to an in-person meeting. Um, And for me, having access to Zoom has given me access to so much unbelievable recovery that I don't know that I would have had access to if I was just going to the nearest in-person meeting to my house. Um, And, you know, I do live in Canada. And today we are having like a crazy apocalyptic ice storm here. And would I be leaving the house to go to a meeting? Absolutely not. And yet here I am on the telephone in the warmth and comfort of my house and I'm on a meeting. Um, The other thing I really liked about this paragraph was that it says our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message. I have been able to access so much um, material from other 12-step fellowships that have really great things to add to this fellowship. Um, Being able to access AA meetings that talk about emotional sobriety or the TiVo papers or getting on CODA meetings to learn a totally new way of accessing the book um, has so enriched my main fellowship, which is my absolute 110% focus, which is OA. Um, And I am, again, so grateful to have all of those different threads, all of those different 12-step threads supporting um, my recovery to help me stay um, abstinent from the food, because that is my main true one addiction. And unless I can stay sober from that, um, I am lost and hopeless. Um, So with that, I will pass, and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Lisa O. Jim S., it's your turn, followed by Russ M. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. My name is Jim S. I'm in Toledo, Ohio. I was listening to Claire A. speak of the experience that we all know about, and um, that's how I identify with Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I was um, there again this last week and didn't know how to get out of my dilemma. But I looked up some scripture last night and when I was on my way to a meeting, I heard the same scripture and, um, and I found peace. 
And uh, I know that I have to do this one day at a time, one moment at a time. But I'm so glad to be able to talk with people who understand what we go through, the affliction and the pain and the suffering that we put upon ourselves. So I'm so glad to be part of over Jesus Anonymous and I wish everyone a good uh, sober day and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Jim S. Russ M., it's your turn, followed by Rowena K. Please go ahead, Russ. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, family. Russ M., recovered compulsive reader in Pennsylvania. And I, I just want to preface this, you know, because with phone, you know, text, you don't really get a lot of context. Anything I'm saying here is out of it. Look, I'm a junkie, and, 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 and I don't I don't know... I don't know everything. I hope it's coming from a place of humility. And, you know, when we talk about the integrity of the message, I protect that. Like, in some, not that it needs to be protected. It's just sometimes, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried everything in my life, like everybody else. And the big book and the original message is what spoke to my heart and got me clean. This, these steps and the, this way of life, this action point, this whole lifestyle has changed me as, as a human being. And, you know, I get pissed off if people try to water, that, water it down. Now, that's just me. I'm not, you know, I ain't trying to blast nobody. The integrity of the message means a lot because it's hard. This way of life is hard. If we follow it right the way it's prescribed out of the big book, it's not an easy deal, and we can't cut corners, and I'm prone to that. I know who I am. If I veer a little bit to the right or left, forget about it. I'm going to be dead. I'm losing everything again. So I'm grateful that we have a meeting like that we have right now, you know, and that the meetings that stick to the big book that really hone this message so we can own it and refine it and apply it to our lives so we could be free. So, yeah, I'm a big book thumper. Hope you ain't hating on me, but that's okay. And then the other thing, you know, the, 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 the language of the heart. Yes, we identify with each other. But, you know, my sponsor, my grand sponsor, some of my sponsees spoke the language of the heart to me, and it wasn't that they were just compulsive overeaters. It was that you need help. You know, they put their foot in my rear end. And sometimes the language of the heart is that for me. I don't know about you guys, but that's what I love because I'd rather have somebody blast me so I could get to the truth and be, be, be a good man and be able to serve others and do what God wants for me and be real and not, not cut any corners. So I hope I made sense. I had a little bit of caffeine, so I'm bouncing all over the place. But these things spoke to my heart and they're valuable to me. And, uh, you know, you could you could put your foot in my rear end if you want for the way I speak. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt nobody. But you know where I'm coming from. It's very valuable to me because my life has been given back to me through this way of life and very protective of it. Not that it needs to be. But have a beautiful day. Thank you and uh, love you. Thank you, Russ M. Rowena K., it's your turn. Welcome, Rowena. 
Hello, thank you so much for um, um, letting me speak. Um, it's Rowena Kay from the United Kingdom. And I just love how it reminds me of being at school when you know the answer and you put your hand up and everybody's kind of like, you know, going, pick me, pick me. It just reminded me of that when people were trying to be heard to, to share. So, um, and I guess with this passage, um, the language of the heart is what I heard. Um, and I know that when I'm in my defects or if I'm in the food, um, I can't hear the language of the heart, let alone speak it. Um, and, um, and it just reminded me of um, the bit in We Agnostics, which talks about, um, you know, talks about deep down in every man, woman and child is the fundamental idea of God. Um, and, and I guess that's the language of the heart, really. It's kind of the same thing. Um, and um, I did my step five on on Monday, and on Tuesday I was just kind of ill uh, with flu and hay fever, like I've never had in my life before. Um, and I I don't know if it was a coincidence, but I just got really sick after hearing after um, sharing my step five, um, and. All of yesterday I spent just in my character defects, feeling angry, resentful, afraid, and sorry for myself. Um, but I'm just grateful that that was just probably a reaction to, you know, hopefully the beginning of letting those things go. Um, because today when I woke up, I felt a little bit better um, spiritually, um, but physically I feel like absolute crap. <laughs> but um, something which I feel is kind of like an experience of, of, of hearing the language of the heart is I had an email from my brother who um, we're all kind of quite estranged in my family. Um, there's, it's been going on for years because of money, basically. And my brother sends these really rude emails where he's insulting and abusive. And my response, I, I never really do respond, but in my head I respond to him, you know, and all kinds of, you know, stone throwing and things I'd love to say back to him. And and that started happening, you know, when I got to see him this morning. But what also happened was I just had this thought, which was a new thought, um, which is that, you know, we're all hurt. And, um, you know, I just kind of felt some sympathy for him. And rather than feeling my mind going to, you know, the you know wanting to retaliate, I just kind of felt some, I guess, yeah, just... Not the retaliation, just kind of the opposite, really, of um, some kind of love. And uh, so I'll leave it there, and thank you for letting me speak. Thank you, Rowena Kay. Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Team Wednesday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, March the 23rd, the 7 a.m. meeting is 18726. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Rita P., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Rita P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. 
The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.